Good morning and welcome to Ainsley News. It's Wednesday, the 30th of September. That's September coming to a close and today we're talking deflation to inflation and gold. The building pressure on governments to unleash fiscal spending in the face of not just the deflationary effects of the pandemic, but also of technology, demographics and debt is enormous. Amid all the talk of inflation now, this is missing the seemingly unavoidable deflationary period that precedes, and indeed the reaction to which causes it. The pandemic has obviously had huge deflationary effects, given the forced slowing down of demand and lower wages. Topically, last night we saw the European situation get even worse, with their biggest economy, Germany, posting a five-year high deflation figure of 0.4%, negative 0.4%, sorry. Technology is introducing efficiencies that reduced human labour at an incredible pace. And in doing so, deflating real wages and making many goods and services cheaper. Our ageing population, many without sufficient savings, and our workforce to retiree ratio dropping by a massive margin adds to these effects. That is building an enormous future of liability of deficit-funded social support. The burden of debt is also deflationary as more and more money goes to service it, let alone try and pay it down. And as Raoul Pal says... Debt plus deflation equals insolvency, pure and simple. It's why governments will do all they can to avoid it. Next, we're going to show you a screenshot of the current US debt situation. And by the way, you can check this out at any time by visiting usdebtclock.org. It gets a little bit scary, especially when you're seeing all those numbers spinning around every second. And as Jim Ricards recently wrote, we're seeing more deficit spending in 2020 than the past several years combined. The government will add more to the national debt this year than all presidents combined from George to Washington to Bill Clinton. This spending explosion comes on top of a baseline budget deficit of $1 trillion. Combining the baseline deficit, the approved spending and the expected additional spending brings the total deficit for 2020 to over $3 trillion at the minimum. That added debt will increase the US debt to GDP ratio to over 120%. That's the highest in US history and puts the US in the same super debtors league as Japan, Greece, Italy and Lebanon. However, while most focus on that $26.8 trillion figure, what is too often forgotten is the massive amount of unfunded liabilities sitting in the bottom right-hand corner of that figure or chart we showed previously. $154.7 trillion of real future liabilities that will not go away are simply not on the books like any company would have to do under the GAAP. That is where all these retirees come into play. They do not have sufficient savings and they are increasingly reliant on Medicare. These are very real future costs, simply just not accounted for. More broadly and immediately, in the US, such has been the collapse in tax revenue and spike in social welfare that from real investment advice, it now requires over 100% of federal tax receipts to meet the mandatory spending on social welfare and interest on the debt they owe. In other words, we are now going into debt to provide more social assistance. Check out this next graph here, federal receipts versus expenditure. They seem to be going in the opposite direction from each other. However, this is not the pandemic only issue. Deflation of wages and the rising cost of living has seen the rise of debt-funded maintenance of living standard rise since, you guessed it again, 1971, when we left the gold standard and started this epic debt cycle. 
This next chart here, debt used to maintain the standard of living. Hmm. Constantly increasing and living way past our means. Central banks around the world, including our own RBA, are screaming out to their respective governments to unleash fiscal spending, whilst the RBA is widely tipped to cut our already all-time low rates of 0.25% to just 0.1% next month. The reality is that will do little to help. That is why Philip Lowe is imploring ScoMo to print more money and ramp up spending. ScoMo is reluctant, and in the US, while both sides want to, indeed with the Democrats' latest packaging amount to an incredible $2.2 trillion, they are locked in impasse. This solution is not simple. We then have two schools of thought. In the absence of choice, governments react to deflation in the only way they know how. Print more money. Giving up on central banks, they do so directly, be that MMT or otherwise, or modern monetary theory. That inevitably ends in hyperinflation. Continuing on from his quote above, or previously mentioned, Jim Ricards sees the Japanification of the US as follows. That added debt will increase the US debt-to-GDP ratio to over 120%. That's the highest in US history and puts the US in the same super-debtor league as Japan, Greece, Italy and Lebanon. The idea that deficit spending can stimulate an otherwise stalled economy dates to John Maynard Keynes and his classic work, The General Theory of Employment, Interest and Money, written in 1936. Keynes' idea was straightforward. He said that each dollar of government spending could produce more than one dollar of growth. When the government spent money or gave it away, the recipient would spend it on goods or services. Those providers of goods and services would, in turn, pay their wholesalers and suppliers. And this would increase the velocity of money. Depending on the exact economic conditions, it might be possible to generate $1.30 of nominal GDP for each $1 of deficit spending. Depending on the exact economic conditions, it might be possible to generate $1.30 of nominal GDP for each $1 of deficit spending. This was a famous Keynesian multiplier, and to some extent, the deficit would pay for itself an increased output and increased tax revenues. Here's the problem. There is strong evidence that the Keynesian or Keynesian multiplier does not exist when the debt levels are already too high. In fact, America and the world are inching close to what economists Carbon Reinhardt and Ken Rogoff describe it as an indeterminate yet real point where ever-increasing debt burden triggers creditor revulsion, forcing a debtor nation into austerity, outright default, or sky-high interest rates. Reinhardt and Rogan, or Rogoff's research reveals that a 90% debt-to-GD ratio or higher is not just more of the same debt stimulus. It's what most physicists call a critical threshold. The first effect of the Keynesian multiplier falls below one. A dollar of debt and spending produces less than a dollar of growth. Creditors grow anxious while continuing to buy more debt in a vain hope that policymakers reverse course or growth spontaneously emerges to lower the ratio. This doesn't happen. Society is addicted to debt and the addiction consumes the addict. The end point is a rapid collapse of confidence in US debt and the US dollar. This means higher interest rates and to attract investor dollars to continue financing the deficits. Of course, higher interest rates mean larger deficits, which makes the debt situation worse. Or the Fed could monetize the debt, yet that's another path to lost confidence. The result is another 20 years of slow growth, austerity, financial repression, where interest rates are held below the rate of inflation to gradually extinguish the real value of debt and an expanding wealth gap. The next two decades of US growth would look like the last two decades in Japan, not a collapse, just a slow, prolonged stagnation. This is, where, this is the economic reality that we're facing. And neither monetary policy or fiscal policy will change that. 
Gold thrives in this situation as when real rates are negative, inflation higher than interest rates, gold shines. It is hard money when invested fiat money is literally going backwards. Gold's rally back above $1,900 yesterday was simply following that trend. This next chart here is showing the 10-year real yield versus spot gold. However, in a deflationary environment where the prospect of positive real rates despite zero or negative rates becomes a reality, the one and only response of governments to print money at an unprecedented and direct manner sees money run to gold again, as that only ever ends one way, out of control inflation. Well, thanks for listening to News Today this Wednesday. Uh, jump to ainsleybullion.com.au for all things gold and silver, ainsleywealth.com.au for cryptocurrency products and information about buying cryptocurrency products, and goldsilverstandard.com if you're interested in our gold and silver-backed cryptocurrency with no storage fees and low spreads. Great way to grab access to physical gold and silver. We'll catch you tomorrow.